0: One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.
1: Hi,
2: I'm Bills Defensive End Greg So, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go, Bills.
0: Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most
1: times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hey, Bills fans. Welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We have a tremendous episode for you guys. We are on the Eve of of free agency just a couple of days away. And we're excited to give you some names, uh, folks that the Bills could possibly take a look at, they might be interested in, and they might even sign. So we have positions. Uh, last week, uh, Mike John and I, my co hosts, uh, and I went over offensive line, wide receiver and backup quarterback and this week we're going to go over defensive tackle we're going to go over defensive end we're going to go over running back we're going to go over several positions so this is going to be a lot of fun including linebacker I forgot middle linebacker and safety one of the two of the the top needs up there so uh, we're going to go over all those hopefully uh, we give you some insight into uh, who the Bills could actually be looking to sign and uh, but before I get to this Uh, This episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. If you're in the western New York or central New York area, do yourselves a favor. Get off on exit 41 at the Waterloo exit off the thruway. You will be right at the doorstep of the DeLago Resort and Casino. It is a tremendous time. Uh, we hope to go there in the next few weeks and uh, and go there. It's such a good time. You, you guys will totally enjoy it. March Madness is happening this next week. Um, it's going to be a madhouse. It's going to be an insane, crazy time there. And uh, I suggest you guys check it out too. First, real quick, news and notes because I actually recorded uh, the free agency portion of this podcast last week with Mike and John. But it's a continuation of that. Discussion, but uh, first news notes is Jalen Ramsey traded to the Miami Dolphins for some tight end and a bag of peanuts, third round pick. I think uh, it was nothing. Um, I'm I'm not worried about that. They are t- clearly clearly trying to stop being little brother in the AFC East. And as far as I'm concerned, Josh Allen owns Jalen Ramsey. I'm not really worried about that whatsoever. I think that the Bills are still the team to be beaten in the AFC East. Now, I think that the Bills will most likely, it seems, at least it appears, that they're going to lose Edmonds and Poyer. But I think the Bills uh, overall, I'm hoping they will get better on the offensive side of the ball and it will even even itself out uh, for the rest of the group. Um, And speaking of the defensive side of the ball, Matt Milano just got a two-year extension onto his extension. (laughs) So he's going to be, instead of being a free agent after 2024, uh, he's going to be a free agent after 2026. And if you've ever listened to this podcast, or if you're a Bills fan in general, you love this extension. Um I stand Matt Milano. I've stand him ever since he was a rookie coming out of Boston College. Was he a sixth round pick, fifth round pick? I don't care. Um halfway through that rookie season when he really started to get some more reps. He's just he's a missile. He's a missile. Credit to Jason Statham, listener of the podcast. He Matt the missile Milano, Maddie the Mauler, Matty the Marauder. Uh I love we love us some Matt Milano over here on the podcast, so super psyched that he's going to be here for another two years, of course. And the Bills also made $6 million in cap space by extending Milano. It appears, though, that that might be the writing that writing on the wall that uh, maybe they won't be able to keep Tremaine Edmonds, that they're going to focus their attention on to... Uh, onto Mabalano and maybe get a lower-tiered linebacker in free agency, maybe a high draft pick. We'll see from there. It's going to be an exciting week. Uh, This is just a fun time, man. So, again, kick back and check out our free agency primer on the eve of free agency. So, John, moving down to our next uh, need there. Let's go to to safety. Safety, we got – is there someone that you had your mind on, your eye on? What are your thoughts on uh, Ryan Neal? From uh, Seattle, I don't know a ton about Ryan Neal. I got to be honest. Okay, good. That's pro prof- all I got. <laughs> <laughs> pro Football Focus. I cannot find him in the top one hundred. <laughs> but they they also only have so like they have Jordan Poyer as a second ranked uh, safety. Jesse Bates is a first ranked How old I, is he? I'd be okay
0: know? if they resign Poyer, but uh, that that'd be okay.
1: See this, this <laughs> pro Yeah, you're like, oh, let's change the subject. <laughs> so, oh, uh, Jordan Poyer, yeah, let's go with that one. I uh, they have Jordan Poyer projected as a eight and a half million dollar average per year for a two year deal, and to me, it's kind of like, ah, you know, that might be worth it as opposed to trying to sign a guy like like my favorite guy. Like, I don't know enough about um, O'Neill, the guy you just mentioned, what uh, a high level guy. Just so, Neil. I, Neil. <laughs> so <laughs> clearly don't so anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was looking at a at a guy that was a little bit older than Poyer, is about the same age as Poyer, who was played at a very high level on a very good defense. And I know you've heard of him. Jimmy Ward from the San Francisco 49ers. And the only reason I was suggesting this is because like he moved he moved from safety to corner uh, this last year to be slot corner, which is something he didn't want. He wants to go back to safety. Um, you know, he is almost the same. He's 31 years old, and that's the same age as Jordan Poirier, just a couple of months younger than him. But he's still playing at a high level. I mean, in 2022, he was still the sixth-ranked safety in pro football focus, and he had the best uh, wins above replacement. So the guy's still playing at a huge level. If you cannot re-sign Jordan Poyer, a healthy Jordan Poyer back to your team, and you're looking for a guy that you could possibly get for a couple years less or a couple million less, like this is a guy you should look at, Jimmy Ward. And I know I'm picking, you know, a guy that everyone's familiar with, but um, I mean, I really like I really like what he's brought. There's a, there's a possibility you could get a guy like um, another interesting. Uh, player who's really old, <laughs> much older than he's thirty two. He's going to be thirty three when the season starts. Is that um, he's an eleven year vet named Rodney Mc McLeod, McLeod? It's not McLeod. I would know that one. It's McLeod. As he played for the the Colts this last year, he was a seventh ranked safety. He logged his um, his first uh, thousand snap season, um, and he's like I don't know. He was the sixth ranked safety. Is you know, pro football focus wins above replacement seventh ranked in the season. Like, like those are good rankings for a guy who could only command like maybe $2 million next season. I think we're all kind of saying you should still draft a guy, but if you're looking for a guy to just take it like for a lot less money, like that's a guy that you could look at, you know? So, so yeah, those are, those are all, and then, and then Neil from the Seahawks. I like that one too. I like that name. What about keep, it, keep uh, an eye on Ryan Neal? I'm telling you. Keep an eye on Neal. I, I would love if if Ryan Neal signs. You'll have like a. I Ryan like Neal. Jimmy
0: Worth. I like Jordan Poyer.
1: Yeah. Oh, who does Keep your, keep oh, your eye on Ryan right? Neal. Keep your eye on Ryan Neal. If if the Bills sign Ryan Neal, you'll have John making calling his shot like uh, Mike calling Von Miller signing last year. So that's why you stay tuned to the CT Dubs podcast. So uh, John, let's go to linebacker. Is there someone on your list? Because, like, we're talking safety. Like, I only brought up Jimmy Ward because it's less money than Jordan Poyer commands, but I could still see them spending money at that position, just not as much money. You know what I mean? Was there anyone at linebacker that you saw that, too, or were you finding some some more uh, bargains there at linebacker?
0: So what about somebody like Anthony Walker uh, from Cleveland or David Long from Tennessee?
1: David Long from Tennessee. I love that, that he, he was on my list, too. Let's start there. Um, he's someone that could command. So they have Pro Football Focus has Tremaine Edmonds at seventeen and a half million dollars per year, which is what I've kind of been hearing through social media, through you know news outlets. Um, he just had his best season last year, so obviously, like you know, he's he's projected the highest of all linebackers. I'm pretty sure. Plus, he's 26 years old. So David Long is 26 years old also, um, and he uh, ranked. One of the he had one of the highest rankings of all these free agent linebackers. So you're talking a guy that could be 13. If you're looking for a guy that you still want to pay some money to, who's young but not like Tremaine Edmonds' money. David Long is looking at like 13 to 14 million dollars a year, right? So it sounds like he had he had one of the best uh, run defense grades, which was the fourth best r- uh, run defense grade of 89 for all linebackers. And yeah, I think uh, let's see, hold on. Uh, he plays a downhill attacking brand of football that helps him blow up a play like a lot of plays that, but make him but also makes him susceptible to like over committing on play action and he misses some tackles uh, when he takes a good pursuit another but he's still like clearly an ascending young player so this is exactly what you want 2022 so this is the only other thing is 2022 was the first season um, where he was a full-time starter a middle linebacker but like uh i mean there's an option there. I mean, you could argue like Tremaine Edmonds like had four four years before that, but it wasn't until this last year where he really made a jump. I love David Long. Um who was the other guy that you mentioned from Cleveland? Anthony Walker. Anthony Walker. I don't have anything on him. Um what was his projection for Spot Do you have something on that? It said his market value is four point four million. Oh yeah, so so definitely like uh, it's a, that's like step above Tyler Dodson money. I mean, the, the best – so Pro Football Focus has the best-ranked free agent linebacker as a guy who's much older than Tremaine. Tremaine Edmonds isn't even 25, by the way. So we mentioned David Long being 26. Tremaine Edmonds isn't even 25. He's not even in his prime yet. He's not even... <laughs> <laughs> You're, People are going to sign him hoping that he gets you know so much better still, right? <laughs> but here's a guy who's hit his prime and is still playing at his prime, and you can get him for $11 million a year. You're talking a guy who's been um, better than Tremaine Edmonds his entire career, and he's 33, still playing better than Tremaine Edmonds. And this is Levante David from the Tampa Bay Bucs. You can get Levante David for around two years, um, about $11 million a year. He was, at 33, he was the third-best linebacker graded by Pro Football Focus, and he had the sixth-best wins-above-replacement rating for all linebackers. And this includes outside linebackers too. Like Levante David is a beast. He's one of the best off ball linebackers of his entire generation. If you do not sign Tremaine Edmonds and you do not think you will sign Tremaine Edmonds, sign Levante David. Do it. You're if you were gonna spend fourteen or fifteen million on Tremaine Edmonds, you save three or four million on Levante David. You draft a middle linebacker somehow in some in day two or day three. You coach him up. You hope they get better and then, like, you go from there because he – I mean, you're talking about Levante David asking – he has a projected contract, less than Tremaine Edmonds, less than David Long, and we both like those players. Um, but there's there's just a guy that's, you know
0: – You, you got to be careful, though, because, like, he's starting to get Long in the tooth, right? Like, you don't want to get him in his decline year, and that's exactly what the Bills did with Saffold last year. They picked him up. He's coming off another Pro Bowl season. <laughs> this is gonna be a great big upgrade, and guess what? It was his decline year.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's funny though, but like I feel like he wasn't at that level that Levante David is. Like he was never a good as good at guard as Levante David is, is at linebacker. So like they're saying, they're mentioning like he could potentially lose a step or two with with age, but like that's completely negated by the fact that he has elite play recognition instincts and the fact that he has one of the best coverage grades. And he's I don't know he's he has like an elite level play, like even continuing last season, so I, right. I do love this David
0: could, I think he's I think he's always been great. I, I love him um, like
1: david David is what um I wanted Tremaine Edmonds to be. you know what I mean like when you see like a really good middle linebacker like the standard of that position, like I think of Levante David. Of this, of this at least current level playing, like Darius Leonard obviously is up there. You know, there's another there's another few players like C.J. Mosley or whatever, but Levante David is on that list, and I'm surprised, you know, he's a free agent. So, like, there's some other players that are around that level of, like, Nate Davis, Tremaine Edmonds, Levante David, T.J. Edwards out of Philadelphia. He's 26 years old also. He is, like, top 10 in both, you know, linebacking or uh grades and pff and wins above replacement now here's a player that's 26 years old he's a free agent coming out of dallas leighton Vander esch which i like uh because you know he's a highly ranked he's not as high as those other players that we just mentioned like he's 23rd ranked linebacker 47th in wins above replacement so not a great wins above replacement but you're also talking a, a veteran who has uh who you could have for like six million dollars a year six to seven million dollars a year so if you're looking at that value, you save $10 million from Tremaine Edmonds. You, again, get veteran play at that position, and you draft a guy, right? So, I mean, there's lots of opportunities there. So Sometimes you, up you forget da- how many options are. Oh, no, yeah, there's
0: ahead. tons. I was just about to bring up another one. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Uh, so you brought up David, so mm-hmm. we should bring up Bobby Wagner, too. Is Bobby Wagner available this year? Oh, that's right. He wasn't on yeah, the top 100. He's so been I didn't all see that. pro like every single year in his existence, except for like his second year, I'm pretty sure.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That's another name. I mean, you, you, we get so hung up as Bills fans and the fact that you're so used to seeing Tremaine Edmonds, you're like, if we don't get Tremaine Edmonds, we're done, right? Like, you just you forget that there's lots of good veteran players, and maybe they're not, if they're not at the level of Tremaine Edmonds, like, you're saving money. So, like, you're going to get... Maybe you get, like, 70% of Tremaine Edmonds in a player like Bobby Wagner, right? But you save, like, half the amount of money. Like, that's a win in my book, right? Yeah. You make it up, well, the, and then you protect Josh Allen.
0: Right. And, and the reason... Another reason why Edmonds is going to get more money than David or Wagner, I'm assuming, is because he's, like, like 8 to 10 years old younger than they are, right? Like, <laughs> there's, there's an investment to be made there where some of the older guys is like okay a couple more years and then but for the bills that could be a good stopgap type of thing
1: mm-hmm. i didn't have bobby wagner as uh as a free agent did you see that on spot Trek?
0: um i did but i didn't see like a market value for him i saw it in a okay. couple different places yeah. okay because gotcha. he played for the rams them. last year I, th- I think it was just a one-year deal
1: mm-hmm. that sounds right yeah i'm curious what they would do but like yeah that's a i mean let's say let's say you get and I'm just talking hypothetically. You get Bobby Wagner or a Leighton Van Der Asch or like one of these guys, like a Levante David, which you still like. And then you also get with that money, instead of signing Tremaine Edmonds, you take the rest of that money and you get an upgrade at guard over Roger Saffold. The Bills just re signed um, Ike Butker this past week to get more depth at guard. Now, all of a sudden, you're talking like you don't have as good of a middle linebacker potentially. But you've got a better offensive line already in doing that. Like, that's a win in my book. Even if it's a guy like Will Hernandez, which I mentioned earlier, Will Hernandez might only get, like, $4 million a year. But that's a step up over Roger Saffold. who just paid six, seven. So, it's a place to be had. I think... Uh, John? I think...
0: that I don't... I'm i I'm re-looking it up now on Wagner. It doesn't look like he's a free agent. So, either they extended him uh, already, or I got it incorrect. So...
1: John, it's not your job to be a uh, an expert at Los Angeles Rams football, so nobody here at the Circling the Wagons podcast is going to blame you for all the research you've already done, so oh, it's all good. I, I've drafted. I remember drafting a guy in fantasy football who tore his ACL, like, that summer. So <laughs> it happens. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> You're like, I've never done anything that bad, but still. <laughs> all right. John, I uh, let's look at defensive tackle. Um for the Buffalo Bills, uh, what was something that, uh, or a player that you might have looked at that you, because uh, again, not a guy that we're going to spend a lot of money on, but, you know, a position that like, you know, we could, we could, we could afford some money for. Defensive tackle?
0: Yes. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm kind of in the same boat as I was with the receiver. I, I didn't really see anybody that wasn't committing a ton of money that I liked. So I, I didn't really have anybody on my list for that.
1: So, yeah, there's not a lot. Like, again, that's a position. If you want someone good, you're going to have to be paying some money. Um, th- By the way, I've been hearing a lot of uh, chirping around social media and whatever about uh, Ed Oliver possibly being um, on the trade block. And I don't think that's. I think the Bills really like Ed Oliver, so I don't think they would do that. But, I mean, just to give you an idea, Ed Oliver was the 6th-ranked Bills player out of 35 by Joe Biscali. So Joe Biscaly really liked Ed Oliver's play. But if you look at pro football focus, he was the 42nd-ranked uh, interior defender out of 126. So, you know, top 3rd, top 3rd in the NFL, but just not what we had all built him to be, right? Like, I think we can all agree, like, he's just not what we thought he was. He's not the player that we were hoping that he would turn out to be, Um And teams were like, I kind of put it up on Twitter and this kind of brought it up. I'm like, oh, I've been seeing people talk about this. You know, I've seen people say he's a bust. I don't think he's a bust. I just don't think he's as good as what they said. So I was like, what's the lowest draft pick compensation you take in a trade for Ed Oliver? So John, Mike, I'll put it up to you guys. I have a first round pick, a second round pick, two day two picks. So like a second and third round pick or whatever, or one day one two pick and one day three pick like what's the lowest that you would take for ed oliver and i'll put this up to uh john john so you have a first round pick the lowest pick compensation you take in a trade for oliver you'd save like 10 million dollars in cap by the way 10 or 11 million dollars in cap so i think that's why people are considering it so a first round pick a second round pick two second two day two picks so a second and third round pick or a day two and a day three pick which one do you think people liked as the best option for the least amount of pick on or the lowest traffic that they take for at Oliver a trade i was kind of surprised by this what do i think people picked what do you think people pick yes and then if you what do you think you would give too i think people picked the second round pick and what would you see what would you do what do you think is is worth that especially because you're you're I don't know, I'm kind of dollars, I, so gonna i'm kind take...
0: of i'm kind of in between the first and a second because like there's like I just said, that there's nobody in free agency that they can get without spending a ton of money, and then they'd have to draft somebody. So, yeah, I kind of want to bump it up a little bit because of the scarcity. Yeah. Let me tell you what yeah, ChatGBT said. said if the Bills were to consider trading Ed Oliver, they would likely want at least a first-round pick or a combination of picks that are of equivalent value.
1: Mm, interesting. ChatGBT. What else could we ask ChatGBT? Is that your answer too, Mike, by the way? <laughs> it's first round. Yes. <laughs> so, Bills fans in general, I will say, forty-four percent, the majority, said second-round pick is the lowest that they would take. Thirteen percent said first. The second best was two-day two, two picks, so a second and third-round pick for Ed Oliver. People are very down on Ed Oliver, which is kind of sad because I thought he had like a decent season. He hasn't had a great season. I don't think he's lived up to expectations necessarily. But uh, I mean, hey, if Chat GPT says, I think, I think. Uh, Excuse me. We don't budge for uh, for first. I don't think they trade him. It's just interesting that it came up. So I see one player that kind of caught my eye, John Mike, is uh, for defensive tackle, and it was Sheldon Rankins from the Jets. He's 28 years old. He'll be 29 when the season starts. You could probably get him for about six million a year. So you're not talking. It's not. It's not nothing but it's not a lot of money you're talking for like the same amount of money you basically just paid jordan phillips and he was a 22nd ranked you know uh interior defender so you're talking already an upgrade over ed oliver based on pro football focus and he had the 31st best uh war rating so um... it good (laughs)
0: for absolutely nothing
1: (laughs) uh it's, it wasn't supposed to be war and peace, right? It wasn't The book wasn't supposed to be war and peace. It was supposed to be war. Did they really think that, or were they joking? Was that the joke in that episode? Or they really thought that, Seinfeld. Jerry
0: was just screwing with Elaine.
1: <laughs> so then Elaine was telling everyone like it was fact? Nice. I wonder where that ranks on ChatGPT's list of the best Seinfeld episodes. Probably not in the top 100. Uh, so Sheldon Rankin's... <laughs> Free agent. Oh, yeah, Reagans. Um, yeah. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> he's a solid run defender and pass rusher, but isn't special like in either one of those uh facets, but like if you're looking for a cheap guy that has like potential and isn't, you know, he's still he's probably starting to get to the peak of his career or starting downwards from the peak of his career if you can even call it that. Like I mean, you're not going to get a Darren Payne or a J- Javon Hargro- Hargrave um or even like a, a, a De- Draymond Jones from the Broncos. Like, the, those guys are just too expensive. So um, that's a possibility that you can come up with. Uh, John, what do you think about for uh, defensive ends, edge defenders? And
0: hey, Before we get back to, to the, the list here, uh, I want to double back on Bobby Wagner. I was right the first time. I just re-looked it up. I was looking at an old article the last time I looked it up. He was released two weeks ago. so Oh, good. He is a free agent. All right. my bad again anyway <laughs> yes defensive end slash edge and well you just made all... me feel
1: a lot stupider for my for my fantasy football story because now i'm still <laughs> stupid in that story but you're not stupid when it comes to yours. great thanks thanks john okay go Well, ahead. I, was stu-
0: I was stupid for a second guessing myself and like <laughs>
1: looking it up and looking it up wrong right <laughs> yeah no 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 you're not i'm still the idiot go ahead. <laughs> No, I'm the bigger idiot. Didn't George and Jerry say? I'm the king of the idiots. You're looking at the lord of the idiots here. here. God. <laughs> you guys are loving it that I'm finally watching Seinfeld all the way through, that I can actually pick up all these all these different, you know. It's a good show. Jokes. Yeah, it's a good show. Show about, good. Yeah. <laughs> a show about nothing. Yeah. For a show about nothing, it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, so, yes. uh Defensive end. Defensive end. end. Yeah, so-
0: so I was thinking, you know, throw a couple names out there, uh Shaq Lawson or uh oh, yeah. Zach Allen, maybe. Arizona.
1: Ooh, Zach Allen with Arizona.
0: Play and or tackle, actually, but um
1: Those are two good names. I think I, I mean you're talking about, you know, opportunities for more bargain free agents, right?
0: Yeah, I mean Allen might be a little bit more, but uh if you're gonna get a guy
1: Yeah. For like you, basically what you're looking for is someone that's better than Shaq Lawson, right? Like your hope is that it's an upgrade over Shaq Lawson to help you get through till Von Miller gets back, right? Like that's Or the idea. you re sign Shaq
0: Lawson so you can get somebody worse, right? Like the... yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Can I can I give you a name of a guy who has just plagued the Buffalo Bills for the last few seasons that's that's a an unrestricted free agents, Free agent is it, my, is it somebody from Miami? Yes. Melvin Ingram the third. Melvin Ingram, the former uh Charger, the former chief, you know, he's like – he's still – he's not, you know, a how great – How old is he now? He's almost 34, so he's got some age, but you're only signing him for a one-year contract. He still had uh, – you know, he was uh, – what do he have? Generating pressure on over 10% of pass rush, pass rush reps for the eighth consecutive season. Dude, this is a guy – you save him for, you know, third downs. You know, we're second and long, third and long, third downs. This is a guy that—that's who you bring in for, right? Like no, you have a no good... the bills. The bills pride versatility. They play multiple positions, <laughs> not just one down. <laughs> it's so dumb that they do that, but yeah, it's sometimes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They 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 love guys that have versatility. Like his pass rushing grade. Who had the best pass rushing grade on um, the Buffalo Bills? It was Greg Rousseau. So Greg Rousseau and Von Miller. So obviously he would he would sit across from Von Miller. The next one was Boogie Basham, though surprisingly I'm just talking about edge defenders. Boogie Basham next and then AJ Epinesa after that. So by how how
0: much like by how much though? Like how were they what were those grades?
1: So the grade for Greg Rousseau was eighty two point five, which is really good. It was actually above Von Miller, which was eighty one point eight. Um, and then you're talking Boogie Basham was a 73.3. Daquan Jones was right under Boogie Basham, by the way, and he plays defensive tackle. Daquan Jones, a 20th ranked, um, interior defender. He's, he's ranked better than Ed Oliver. If you're looking for a way to save cap money, re-sign Daquan, or extend Daquan Jones for another two years or one year, whatever. Give him more money. Stretch that cap out. Um, HJ Epinesa was the next one. He was at 70.0 for the next, uh. Shaq Lawson was 62.3. He was a 67th best edge defender. It is not hard to find an edge defender, even Melvin Ingram, that has a better pass rush uh, than uh, Shaq Lawson does. So, if that's what you're replacing, if you're looking for more of that, he's also he's still effective in the run game too. So it's not like it's not like he's terrible. But and it, again, you know, you're not talking about you know. Uh, any of those guys that you're talking about, that are going to be game changers. They're just going to be making a lot of money. I mean, geez, you could t- sign Justin Houston too. I mean, I would take him, you know, as as uh, as a, an opportunity too. So, one year deal. You're just looking for a, another uh, asset. Just do that. I do that. So anyway, John, um, do you have anyone for running back? Because um, I didn't have anyone that I specifically liked, but there might be someone that you liked. I like Devin Singletary. I like Devin Singletary too. Uh what about Alexander Madison? Oh, I love the fact that he brought up Alexander Madison. What do you like about Alexander Madison? I like that he's a pretty good running back and uh
0: Spot Track has his market value not that high.
1: <laughs> what do they have it at? Is it like two million? It's like two yeah, and a like, half or something. Yeah,
0: two point two million. Which is like so half
1: as half as
0: much as what they have Singletaries. Yes. They're like the same age.
1: So you're telling me like Alexander Madison, I think. At least I feel. I haven't played fantasy football this past year, but I feel like he's always done well when Delvin Cook has been out. Hasn't he? I feel like he's put up decent numbers, right?
0: Yeah, and the, and honestly, that's like 100% the only reason why I mentioned him is because of fantasy. Football.
1: <laughs> fantasy football. <laughs> You're like, because I have him on my fantasy football team. That's good enough, guys. <laughs> that's good enough. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I like that one a lot, John. Um, there's not, again, this position, there's just not a ton of guys that – because I wouldn't pay – John, what's the most you would pay? I mean, you're, you're saying Devin Singletary is $4 million a year. Would you pay that for a free agent running back? We I mean, were talking about cutting Naeen Himes, who's like $4.5 a, a year for the next two years. So, I mean, you're talking – if you're saying Alexander Madison for $2.5 absolutely I'd take that in a heartbeat. You're talking about veteran you know, running back with that's cheaper than Naeen Himes, um, so you have two running backs – that are now veterans, uh, James Cook, Alexander Madison. I like that combination. I'm glad you brought them up.
0: Yeah, and then you know they're going to bring in some
1: undrafted guys,
0: obviously, and
1: you know go from there. So, John, do you have? I mean, I was looking at the. There's a whole list of. What do you have? Uh, any tight ends on your list?
0: Um, not too much. Um, maybe uh Josh Oliver in Baltimore. He's like kind of buried on the depth chart. Um. They got a couple of good guys already, but uh, everybody else is like, seems like they'd either be expensive or it's like kind of meh.
1: I like the buried on the depth chart methodology, and we talked about that last week, but finding a guy that's, that hasn't had the opportunity because they're playing behind someone really good, but they might be halfway decent. I mean, all we're looking for is better than Tommy Sweeney and Reggie Gilliam, right? Like, or Quinn Morris, sorry. Quinn Morris. Yeah. Quentin so, Morris has shown some
0: flashes too, but like it's it's kind of hard because they don't target the tight ends that much. Obviously, sure. I mean they not Knox doesn't get the target. So I mean, I'd like to have a another tight end that can stretch the field, but at the same time, are they going to even use him?
1: Yeah, there was there was uh, the tight end from Notre Dame who's considered to be I think the best tight end prospect in the draft, Michael Mayer. Um, like he mentioned that the Bills. You know, uh, interviewed him, I believe, and like I, someone, I think it was Eric Turner from Cover One, brought it up on Twitter. He's just like, I don't see the Bills doing it. They rarely ever ran two tight end personnel in the NFL, so why would they all of a sudden start doing it and waste a high draft pick? Like that would—that's one of those picks where it would piss me off. Well, I guess, I guess it wouldn't piss me off that much because it is another pass catcher in theory for Josh Yellen, but I don't think it's necessarily a great use of draft capital to take a tight end at 27, you know. I'm not saying that you shouldn't take one at some point in the draft, but, like, day one, and maybe we should talk about that before the draft at some point, like, which positions would we be upset if we saw someone taken in that position? I think tight end for me would be, at least in the first round, would be upsetting, just like cornerback in the first round. Like, do we really need another first-round cornerback? Like, that's the one position we have good depth. And Brandon Bean, at, this last week at the Combine, basically made it sound like they don't really have any interest in moving um, Christian Benford to safety, so we'll see if they end up you, doing that.
0: You also can't like anything that Bean says at this point. You can't. You have to take with a grain of salt because he could just be saying it as a smoke, right? Like maybe he is moving him to safety. So then, or maybe you know, so like teams are thinking, oh, the Bills are going to draft a safety now, or no, no, they're or no, they're not. Like they, and like he had comments about running back earlier. It's like yeah, teams are like, oh, he's going to draft running back, so we can focus on you know. They're they're all going to be spewing whatever just to you know mess with other teams. So I, I wouldn't take anything that Bean says during the off season um, as gospel. But
2: mm-hmm.
1: when I when you read that John and you said that when he's like oh yeah you know there's definitely some running backs they could take dude they they definitely might take a running back in the first round because they did it with Christian McCaffrey. I think it has to be a special player, so they might do it. When you read that they might take one, how how angry did that? How triggered were you when you read that?
0: Very, very much so.
1: Because <laughs> I, I feel like I'm anti running back number one, but I feel like you're the train conductor for that one. Like you're just like, without a doubt, like you. I feel like you won't be happy no matter what. Like sometimes I feel like I'll just justify to myself, like I did when they drafted CJ Spiller, like, oh well, he's really good. But I don't think you will like that at all. No, no, not at all.
0: It'll be crazy, crazy during the drought, and even even last few years. It's like okay. Maybe, like, one of the times, like, in the, you know, second or third round. They did three times, right? <laughs> but Three times consecutively. <laughs> but, you know, one of the times it might have been okay. But, like, to to waste three picks in in the second and third rounds three years in a row on running backs is just insane. It's pick a guy late that fits your scheme. Get the offensive linemen in place first and foremost. That's why this, offensive line is one of the biggest needs. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. see them I I will go insane if they draft a running back in the first couple of rounds this year. Like first three round anything anything in the first three or four rounds, forget
1: it. <laughs> I uh you brought up a really good point last week for those that, that weren't uh listening to that. John was mentioning like, oh well, you know, they could look at, you know, a position where uh at running back that they want a guy who can um block a little bit better than james cook had and like we were just kind of talking like you know generally and you were right john like james cook had a pass blocking grade of 26.2 and devin singletary on the other hand had a 73.2 uh pass blocking grade so like you're talking in alexander madison or whoever you decide to um whoever you decide to sign This offseason, like, you want them to have a better pass blocking grade than James Cook. So I'm looking right here. It's a a 60 right now for—oh, no, I'm sorry. Hold on. I was going to say Alexander Madison. It's a 60. Alexander Madison is a 61.4 compared to James Cook is a 26.2. So you knew no matter what it was probably going to be an upgrade, but you're automatically in an upgrade there. So that way you don't have to rely on James Cook to be your third down protection necessarily— so, uh, yeah. So shout out to John on that one. Good job, John. Um, cool. Is there any other position you want to go over? I feel like we, we, uh, we covered a lot. And, again, we always talk about this being a 20 30-minute podcast. It went over an hour mark, but that's okay.
0: No, the only other thing is punter since I don't technically have one yet. But, um, I mean, anybody can really pun it, right? <laughs> just, don't, just don't have, you know, sorry, really bad.
1: <laughs> Just don't be a terrible person or yeah. Even Matt Barkley punted it, right? So anyone could do it. Just don't be Matt Hawk or Is Barkley
0: other. still on the roster or is he a free agent too? Oh geez, I, I think he's a free agent. <laughs> um he is And whoever they get I mean, between him or the backup quarterback, somebody's gotta hold, right? I know that was a big deal a year ago. Who's God. gonna hold for Tyler Pass? <laughs>
1: I said Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley is not a free agent, so he's still under contract, surprisingly. I don't know why I thought he was. I figured he was maybe because I didn't think that they would make him for a, yeah, he's got, he's going to be on the roster for 2023, so they have someone, and they're probably going to keep him because, actually, you know what? They save a million dollars if they they cut him, (laughs) so maybe they do. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe that's how they sign Gardner Minshew, John. Make a little room for him. So, cool. Cool. Thank you guys all for that. Um, I know we covered a lot, but um, appreciate you guys sticking with us. This episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Like I said, if you're in the Waterloo area or you're driving through or you're in the area, you want to stop by somewhere, um, check out the uh, DeLago Resort and Casino. It's a, it's a great time. It's a fun time. Um, we plan on going there uh, in the next few weeks. March Madness is coming up there. That is going to be an insane, crazy time there um we'll have to check it out i don't even love college basketball it's funny one of our friends uh who does a college basketball podcast is like oh do you want this so-and-so he's like a NCAA basketball player to talk march madness i'm like dude i don't know anything about college basketball i don't know anything about college football really um but <laughs> i was just like you know that'd be, that i just, it made me immediately think of the DraftKings sports book and i'm like man that place is going to be rocking for like that week it's going to be a fun time anyway um thank you guys all for listening um unless you guys mike and john have any final thoughts i think we're just going to sign off and we're going to talk more free agents next week and maybe we'll have more information on cap relief or whatever and go from there so for john
0: hey what are your guys thoughts on uh leslie frazier and uh, defensive coordinator for next year
1: yeah i'm sorry we didn't lead off with that jeez um mike what do you think i feel like we i we kind of dominate the conversation talking about free agents. Uh, were you? I think we're all surprised by it. Is it a quiet firing? It's. I mean, they did. They mentioned he would come back to coaching in 2024, but they didn't say he was coming back to coach for the Bills in 2024. So I feel like that's they. They. They said at the combine. Now this goes to what John said. You got to take everything with a grain of salt, right? Like they wouldn't tell you exactly, but they said it was definitely not a firing. Like this was his. His what. If you're going to fire the guy, why would you wait until, you know, a month after you lose or the season's over with or whatever, right? Like, why would you wait that long?
0: But he also doesn't have a contract, right? Uh,
1: it says his contract had not expired. Let's see what Bean said. We won 13 games. It's easy for us to sit here and question Dorsey. Everyone's a Monday morning quarterback or Leslie Frazier. Why do he blitz more? Blah, blah, blah. Plus, like, if Bean's they were going to get suggested... rid of
0: him, like, get rid of him sooner so that they could have picked up one of these other guys that already got hired
1: yeah i don't think it was a firing just based on the timing of it i think if they were I'm wondering firing, if it would... was
0: like i'm wondering if it was like a health or and or family thing that's going on
1: mm. yeah yeah what did you think about the f- the the fact that he was leaving though what was your initial thought were you thinking oh this is great or uh this is this is gonna stink for 2023 because i'll be honest i didn't think that this was gonna be bad Um, but again, it's just like, I wish, I wish that they would have had more time to find a coordinator instead of just hiring the senior defensive assistant, Al Holcomb and, you know, go from there. It's, uh, you know, I don't really like anyone on the offense. This, but that's the good thing about having Sean McDermott as your head coach is he can be the defensive coordinator too for now.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, he is defensive minded, right? Like, so that's, I mean, we've mentioned before, like that, what, when just before they lost in the playoffs, he was the last defensive-minded coach left. Um, so that part doesn't worry me as much. I mean, the offense has already worried me more than defense as it was. Um, but it, you'd like to keep the consistency there if you could. And they're already losing um, two of their top six defenders in Poyer and in Edmonds.
1: Could it be possible the defense gets better without Poyer and Edmonds? And then just with Sean McDermott calling the defense, it's possible. I mean unlikely <laughs> unlikely unlikely but it's we'll see. I'm not sure how much better Sean McDermott is as a play caller. I think I think he might be better. Uh I remember when he took over Leslie Frazier's duties like I think it was 2017 or 2018 and he called a pretty good game because the defense was getting away from Leslie and then all of a sudden he took over the duties and like he called a good game and then he gave it back to Leslie Frazier and then the bill started to, to click again. But I remember thinking like, oh, the defense did pretty good under Sean. I I just hate to see it affect
0: his other duties, right? Like if he's so focused at that point on the defense and calling the plays that other things get away from him.
1: You'd rather him concentrate on game management, as opposed to worrying about game management and play management. Play calling, all those things. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when he's trying to run, you know, manage all the coaches as well. All the assistant coaches on the offense and defense and all the coordinators. You know, I mean, he's trying to do all of these things while also calling plays. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, coaches do it, right? Like some coaches do call plays, but I don't know if that would be my preference. I mean, if he can do it, then great. But, you know, be concerning, potentially.
1: Yeah, they might They might still hire someone. Like it's still a possibility they might hire a defensive coordinator. They didn't rule that out, and they, you know, they might hire one next year. Maybe it becomes too much for Sean, and they do end up hiring one next year, and you end up getting a good one. Mike, what, what did you think about it?
0: I was surprised. It sounded like the Bills were surprised, but more power to them. Like you said, you don't know people's
1: uh, personal situations, health. Not for nothing, but like he could be in his 60s, and his parents could be like – you know, sick. Like you don't, you, like you say, you don't know the situation and maybe he's caring for them. Like I've had coworkers in their 60s that, you know, we should all be so lucky, right? But like they, they had coworkers, here, you know, they've had their parents, you know, where they're trying to take care of them, their day-to-day stuff. And, you know, they try and get them situated and it's just too much to, to handle with that. And that doesn't include like, it could be a sickness of a daughter or a cousin or who knows, or that's just one facet. But yeah, you never know. You never know.
0: Do you think they promote somebody internally for, for next year or bring somebody in or they do like a, maybe they do like an assistant something or other? I don't know.
1: John, I'm so glad you asked this question. I'll tell you why. Because I put a, a, a poll up on Twitter who would take over the position, the, the duties of play calling um, after Leslie Frazier's departure. And my options were McDermott, Holcomb, which is the new senior defi- uh, assistant that they – that they announced he, they were hiring right before Leslie Frazier announced that he was stepping away. Or at least the Bills announced that Leslie Frazier was stepping away. Um, Eric Washington, who is a defensive line coach and former defensive coordinator for the Panthers. Or some other person like Bobby Badge. Bobby bad bitch, I should say Babbage. That It sounded like a swear word. Bobby bad- bitch, uh, from out, or someone else from outside. And McDermott was the number one. Uh, 73% people said McDermott was going to take over the play calling duties. And then 16% number two said uh Holcomb, Al Holcomb was going to take over. So um, I don't think they hire anyone. I think it's too late. I think that, I think McDermott just rolls with it. What do you think? Agree? Yeah. Yeah. Or he shares it with Al Holcomb. And maybe this is just like an interim, like, is he good enough to become the defensive coordinator? Maybe if he is, he gets the official title next season.
0: Well, he could be the defensive coordinator and McDermott calls the plays and then. And- if he shows pr- enough, then he turns it over to him to call the place the next season, something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good question, though, John. I thought you were going to sign off. You got this other question. This is great. It's great. Well, you on.
0: said if we if we're forgetting, you know, missing something or whatever. Well, now Before I feel like we I missed... sign off. So I was <laughs> I like, oh like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we forgot I... something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I should have led the podcast with it. I feel like I, I missed like four other things, Mike, John. What else have I missed? Anything? ChatGBT, are they going to. We're going to try to do that more often with just like some way, shape, or form of like adding in the AI bot to asking some questions. So, first round pick for Ed Oliver, straight from the mouth of ChatGBT. So, thank you guys all for listening. Signing off for John. Hey, what do you guys think about. Uh, nice. No, <laughs> I love you guys. Go Bills. <laughs> for Mike. Go Bills. And for me, Nate, hopefully they sign one of the 25 people that we mentioned tonight. And uh, I love you guys, too. And go Bills.